Hey there, my name is Ricky Smith and I'm the founder of Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere, a nonprofit that simply does exactly what it says, promote kindness everywhere. We know the world is crazy right now. If you are searching for a podcast that has a deeper conversation about race, my co-host Angel Gray and I will be discussing everything going on right now on our podcast, Random Acts of Podcast on Blue Wire Podcast Network. To find out more, go to rakenow.org. Enjoy the show. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one, Adams, touchdown. This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by BetOnline.ag and the FFPC. My name is Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, and as always joined by Sean Siegel. Sean, we are another step closer to the NFL season, and by all accords with the, the reports going around, uh, things look to be pretty positive um, for actual action happening. Uh, for a while it didn't seem as positive, so that is a, a step in the right direction. We have news obviously coming out this week then with uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, planning to hold out um so the, there's a lot of stuff starting to happen in the the nfl atmosphere over the the last couple of weeks so it's uh, definitely an exciting time here as we as we get ready for draft season definitely and it, it's much better i think right now to be an nfl fan than to be a major league baseball fan for example so you know we're very grateful that the league seems to be moving along towards as normal a season as really could be hoped given all of what's going on in the world certainly if you're a dalvin cook owner like i am that wasn't the the news you wanted to hear yesterday uh certainly we hope that uh, he can get that worked out with the vikings it would seem to make some sense there it, it does put both the player and the team in a difficult position since those young running backs really do need to get paid and yet uh, it, it simply makes no sense for the teams to really do that before the time that they have to. Uh, the running back position, not one that you want to end up in a Todd Gurley situation. And we look at what happened last year, the moves the different runners make. Uh, fairly predictably, the Cowboys uh, capitulated and it worked out great for Ezekiel Elliott. Not quite the same situation for Melvin Gordon. And so we'll have to see how this looks. If you look at the range of outcomes tool, uh, one of the many awesome tools we have up on the site, uh, Dave Cabin put this together. He's great with these. You can look at the outcomes, high, median, low for all of the returning players in the league. You can break it down by position, see how people rank. Cook actually slides in there at number two behind Christian McCaffrey in terms of the average outcomes and he's someone like i said that i have a lot of ownership of so a very high leverage player an important player probably a player who you could make an argument going even earlier in drafts than he's going and certainly he's going very very early so uh, this will certainly be a story to follow yeah definitely one to follow and it's going to be going to be interesting we've had it the last couple of seasons melvin garden as you mentioned ezekiel elliott as well um it's been a it's, it's one of those ones that it has worked out worse uh, i suppose levy on bell let's get back to that one where he did sit out the whole season so there's, there's a lot of those over the last couple of years and they haven't really ended up that great for uh, the running back coming back into the situation overall but on today's show um looking at the topics we're going to discuss in a little bit more depth we are going to be talking running backs uh jack miller has uh, up a piece talking about zero rb obviously it's a stable of sean and it's a stable of uh rotoviz and um, we'll be talking about 
some parts of that that Jack Miller's been looking into over the last couple of days. And then we'll be looking as well at a piece Sean has up talking best ball drafts and uh, some unpopular running back tactics that can help give you a big boost uh, in your draft strategy but before we get into that sean i mentioned the show brought to us by the ffpc one of the head sponsors of the show here today and it's time for the ffpc stat attack yeah the ffp stat attack we're gonna go back a little bit to last week where we had mike beers on the show twice for a couple of different uh best ball specific episodes and and during that stretch we mentioned a really cool article by blair andrews where he's looking at Superflex best ball leagues and the best way to start this out what you really need to do to put that quarterback position together and he's looking at the the win rates seeing the very high win rates if you attack qbs in rounds three through five so i wanted to go back and look at that and today's ffpc stack attack is that in super flex best ball leagues we have 14 qbs going in rounds three through five that's qb7 through qb20 now i also encourage listeners to go to the site pull up the tools grab the ffpc exposures and adp tool click on the draft grid there one of the cool features of it is that you can see adp visually as a draft and it's a very easy to compare and contrast and to look at different sections of the draft pick out the guys that you like i think that the qbs going in round six are more appealing than those going in round five so an interesting dynamic there also interesting i think that we just have so many guys going certainly the drop off from qb7 to qb20 in that fairly tight range there uh does really reinforce this idea that yes you do need to get those qbs early and we talk about the qb window in superflex that qb window gets moved up into that range you want to get those guys now obviously you want to get guys in that range but as i mentioned if you actually prefer a quarterback later you know you have him ranked higher on your particular board then those decisions also have to come into play make sure you get your guys but that's today's ffpc stat attack yeah and the ffpc is the home of the best fantasy football leagues and contests in the industry including dynasty best ball and of course the world famous ffpc main event to learn more or to join the league today head on over to my ffpc that's my ffpc and of course as sean hinted at there we've got some tools up on the site specifically for that ffpc domination sean you mentioned it there too should have mentioned it to start off the show the two shows last week with mike beers uh, tremendous feedback on those shows if you haven't gone and listened to them already head on over and listen to them and i can assure you we will be talking about those shows throughout the off season because if you're playing basketball uh, you need to be following what mike's doing uh, and those two episodes were a great insight into some of his thought process specifically for basketball the other thing to mention as well the road of his mailbag is back and uh, mike ran had on evan silva last week for the first show back and uh, that'll be running weekly now uh, all the way through the nfl season so brilliant to have that show back on the road of his airways really enjoyed that show this past week with uh, mike and evan so when we jump into it sean we're going to look here at jack miller and a recent piece that he has up recency bias and the natural tendency to zag so He's looking at why zero RB is set to crush again in 2020. Now, we've talked about uh, the obviously the original zero RB strategy, and then looking into the modified approach uh, that we kind of were leading uh, the way with last year. But um, looking at it, Sean, in terms of fallout zero RB and what Jack is looking at here, what were some of your key takeaways heading into 2020? 
The interesting thing, and there is so much that goes into Zero Running Back, and there are a variety of tools on the site that we have that will let you really explore this. But we have this dynamic over the last five, six seasons where we're seeing a wide receiver heavy approach or running back heavy approach really sort of swing back and forth based on two very specific things that are going on. One is scoring, fairly straightforward, you know, what those top wide receivers are doing, what those top running backs are doing. And then the other one is cost, where these guys are going in drafts. And so Jack starts out by pointing out these different movements in price. And what we can see is that in 2020, the running back one through six average ADP has jumped up to the most expensive it's ever been during this time period. The average ADP is 3.9. So those top six running backs are going extremely early there. We see the same dynamic then played out across all running back one and running back two players where the average ADP for the RB7 through RB12 is up to 12.5. That's over three slot average higher than in 2019. The jump for the running back 13 to running back 18 is even greater than that. The average is now 24.6. That's almost seven slots higher than it was a season ago. And the running back 19 through running back 24, the average ADP there is 40.9, a three and a half point jump. And at every level there, we're seeing that running backs are more expensive in 2020 than they have been since back before the running back apocalypse. And that's traced the cost and the win rates of running back, running back teams have really traced with what those costs are. So we saw that they were far less expensive in 2016 and 2017. The win rates of a running back, running back start jumped up above 10%. They've fallen back below that in 2018 and 2019, despite some very good results from running backs. And so we're certainly seeing that price plays a role there i agree with you there and when we look at it as well you mentioned there just the change off the the cost you know in 2020 it really has just been trending that way since uh, 2016 um and you know you mentioned there the running back 19 to the running back 24 and average adp that that has shifted by 20 spots over those last four years so it's been a downwards trend but uh, quite a quite a trend that it's jumped down um, and across the board it's kind of a similar trending rate so we're looking all the way back to uh, 2015 to have anything similar and as you mentioned 2015 that one percentage was 5.4 percent for the rbrb start so it looks like it's going to run that way again now in terms of when we're doing these drafts sean um and we're, we're making those decisions are you looking to run with full zero rb in many situations I, i've seen some of your drafts over the last few weeks uh, mike beers was sharing a few of them on on twitter uh, curtis patrick as well there's been uh, a number of different approaches have you gone full zero rb on many occasions this offseason i have and the reason goes right back to what we were talking about there which is that if you are outside that top five or six picks then you're simply drafting into this buzzsaw where those players have an expected point total that is so much higher that you start your draft very, very far behind. Now, we talked with Mike a little bit on the show last week about the different win rates based on draft slot. And 
you're looking at your draft and you're seeing that if you have a pick outside the top six, then your chances of winning your league are very, very poor. They're worse if you simply try and chase points, right? Now, the good news here and, and what Jack has been talking about in terms of, you know, you should zig when others are zagging here. This is a, a perfect year for zero running back comes into play because we have some of the conditions in place to have a bounce back at wide receiver scoring. Now, it's not just that we have running backs scoring more points, and certainly there's a focus on that. We look at what happened last year with running back scoring, and it was really a function of two things, right? We had Christian McCaffrey, who blew the world (laughs) apart, and then we had this sort of extraordinary and unprecedented health for running backs in that round three, round four range, And then as a result of that, they scored quite a few more points than they have historically. And so you have this group of running backs where if you chased points through that range, then you did better than usual. Now, what you can do is you can go and pull up Blair's win the flex tool, and you can still compare running back scoring with wide receiver scoring in 2019, but then also as it's been 2015 through 2018, See what some of the trends are there. Now, running backs scored more points last year in what we consider the running back dead zone, but they were still outscored by wide receivers. Then you get into this question of, well, if that's the case and I still want wide receivers in that range, then what do I want to do at the top, especially if I can't get one of these top five running backs? And the answer really is to go into a full-blown zero running back mode, One of the things that Jack talks about here is that wide receiver scoring was down again last year, which was one of the problems in 2016 and 2017 as well. We had the big time scoring in 2015, which corresponded with running back injuries. And so that really fueled this notion that, okay, well, running zero running back works. Everybody should be doing it. I believe zero running back works. And I think more people should be doing it than are, but certainly 2015 in the running back injuries, that wasn't the whole reason. It wasn't even necessarily the key reason. I think if you focused only on that, then certainly you were disappointed with what happened subsequently and probably weren't ready for some of the things that happened in 2016, 2017, 2018, right? But we go back and we look at the scoring up to that point. We had very good scoring from the wide receiver one tier. That wasn't the case for a couple seasons. Bounced back in a big way in 2018, such that Wide receiver heavy builds in 2018 had extremely good win rates, despite the fact that we also had a lot of top running back scores, right? So we had McCaffrey, we had Gurley, we had Barkley. We've got guys doing well in that range, and yet zero running back was still very effective because the wide receivers were also scoring. You have Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams. If you look at the way that I started the MFL 10 of death this season with a Devonte Adams, DeAndre Hopkins start, just even those two guys, if you look at the way they scored in 2018 versus the way they scored in 2019, there is a big split there. And those wide receiver points are just as important as what we see with the running back points. But the other thing that we have to remember here is that so much of what happened in 2019 was very specifically related to McCaffrey and the fact that if you did not have him, anything that happened early in drafts, you go through, you pull up the player win rates tool, and you can see that the win rates for almost everyone except for McCaffrey are extremely low, right? A couple other guys who did well, Michael Thomas, Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, 
George Kittle. We discussed on the show how, uh, strangely enough, a wide receiver tight end start to your best ball leagues has been very effective over recent seasons. If you take a start like that, or if you take a start like the Hopkins Adams start that I mentioned, and then you know what you need to do in rounds three, four, five, you very quickly get into that range where zero running back is actually being sort of determined for you and is the is the start that has the best results and so that goes back again to some of the things that jack is doing here looking at wide receiver adp and how not surprisingly it's kind of the mirror image of the running backs where the wide receiver one through wide receiver six average adp has dropped to 13.6 right compare that to 2016 right after the running back apocalypse where the average was 4.8 now you go through at the different levels again you see those changes and what jack is saying and what definitely becomes the case if you look at if you pull up the ffpc roster construction explorer if you pull up the FanDuel roster construction explorer if you pull up the win the flex tool is that wide receivers are going to have better expected point totals and better win rates at the levels that they're being drafted at when you compare them to the running backs who are going next to them and so when you put that together it's really the case then of well what does our entire team look like and my next point beyond what jack has here and he's built this wonderful foundation for it. a lot of a very uh, intricate stats. Make sure you go check out that article. You won't be disappointed. There's more in there than what we've discussed. There's also this idea of, okay, well, wide receiver is very deep. Running back is very top heavy. Make sure you get those top running backs and then you can build with the wide receiver depth. What his article shows, what the win the flex tool shows is that's not really the case. But also I think, it's interesting to see how many running backs were drafted in the first two days of the 2020 NFL draft. We talked a little bit on the show previously about how when top 100 running backs are drafted on top of veterans, those veterans see their dynasty values really just crater and crater faster maybe than people would think although i guess that's also implied by the terminology there but so we have this fast fall off and i think that people are overestimating the likelihood of big time scoring in the dead zone again this year and they're sort of underestimating this new wave of running backs now in terms of 2020 we do have the difficulties that the pandemic brings up you know are those guys going to be able to be uh, integrated into their offenses as quickly and as fully as they have been in some years past but the running back depth i think is understated because we do have this new wave of running backs and we're going to have a whole lot more teams end up back in committees than perhaps what we saw last year and one other thing just before we wrap up jack did have a another tremendous piece this week applying uh, lessons from historical baseball win rates Uh, we we love win rates here uh, when it comes to uh, you know previous seasons picking up what we can do in 2020 and beyond uh, and of course he's looking at 15 wide receivers to target this season and uh, i thought it was a, a fascinating one as well i would urge the listeners to go and check that one out 
Before we get into the second half of the show, I want to let you know about our buddies over at Bet Online. There's no shortage of action to get going and betting over with our exclusive betting partner. NASCAR is back, and Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can bet on simulated NFL, NBA, UFC, all available 24-7. You can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament. You can enter for free. And live right now on Bet Online's YouTube channel, you can find the exclusive interview with ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright and Craig Hodges to discuss Michael Jordan's documentary on what they're calling the final dance and if you did enjoy the last dance as much as I did that interview is one that you must head over and check out. Visit betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. So Sean, one look now at uh, a recent piece you had up. I know last week we we talked a lot of baseball, but it is baseball season. There's no better time to dive into that information. You're looking at turning uh, your baseball drafts into a money making machine with some unpopular running back tactics. We know we love to look around different ways to to get that running back value and how to uh, you know gain that edge at the position. Uh, what are some of the key points that uh, you know you're building into this particular piece? So lesson seven of the best ball workshop looks at running back tactics and how we can use those tactics to dominate our best ball formats, but they're not as straightforward as they appear. So we pull up the fan ball roster construction explorer. We go in and we're looking at what we want to do at running back. We quickly find that we want to have either a five running back or a six running back build. And so for the rest of the way, I'm speaking exclusively in terms of builds that have six running backs or fewer if we get more than that because of the structure you're going to end up with much much lower win rates then our question is okay where do we want our running back one two three four how do we go through this and build the best team the first thing that we see and i'm also going to look at 2017 through 2019 right we have results going back to 2015 one of the things that's kind of interesting here is that 2015 obviously running back apocalypse We just talked in the first part about how 2016 had very, very skewed ADP compared to what you're going to see in 2020. It also had uh, running back and wide receiver results that sort of were split and were the opposite of what we had in 2015. So those two years kind of cancel each other out, but they also have a very different context than what we're going to see in 2020. So I think it's most helpful to focus on 2017 through 2019. We have a lot of the same players. We have ADP context that is more similar to what we're going to see in 2020 we go through and we're looking at that and we would think that running back one in round one would be utterly dominant but it actually turns out that if you get your running back one or you're in round one or in round two then you have very similar results you have a 9.1 percent win rate a top six percentage above 50 percent so that's definitely the route that i recommend people taking if you can, if you like guys there. Now, we discussed how if you have a top six draft slot versus a bottom six draft slot, you might want to do some different things. We'll get to that here in a second. Then we see that if you draft your running back one in rounds three or four into that running back dead zone, things don't work nearly as well. You have a 6.3% win rate. Your top six percentage drops down to 48%. And we see that we're kind of falling behind. Now, The two different things we're seeing here are that, number one, you do want to get that running back one to start if you can. Number two, if you go with a wide receiver, wide receiver start, 
then you don't necessarily want to jump back and then try and grab your running backs. That has historically worked poorly. And that includes obviously the 2019 season where it would have been a little bit more favorable because running backs in that area perform better. Now, Cullen, before I get your take on it, I want to fill in the last part of this running back one dynamic, which is that surprisingly, I think for people, if you draft your running back one in rounds five through seven, then your win rate is also 9.1%. And your top six percentage is actually quite a bit higher than if you drafted your running back one in rounds one or two. So I think these are kind of crazy results. Certainly they fit with Jack's recommendation. But it's interesting to see here that even with how dominant running backs have been in terms of some guys like Christian McCaffrey, even 2019. Now, if you pull up 2019 exclusively, you're going to find worse results for this, better results for the running back heavy. But when we look at these three years together, 2017, 2018, 2019, which I would expect to be the years that give us the most insight into what's coming, this running back one in rounds five through seven has the best results does that surprise you in terms of surprising uh, it, it is quite surprising of how it filled out now and you mentioned there with christian mccaffrey um you know if you had him last year you know the the one percentages you hinted at earlier in the show was just dramatic compared to any other player in the first round any other running back in the first round so you could almost pull them into specific you know we're looking at who we had in that first round but a lot of them will come down to those two players if you had that not necessarily that if you drafted running back or not drafted running back so i think on the grand scheme of things and the other thing you touched on earlier is you know the running backs after spot six in your draft uh kind of in that range it's going to allow you then to to get those wide receivers but realistically you're not going to get christian mccaffrey at spot six now you might get somebody to the equivalent who has a breakout year this year and manages to do that but when we're looking at where those max one rates were coming from it's it's really coming from a specific number of players at the top end of that running back position and those first number of picks and again if you're after those first number of picks and most years it has been before that fourth pick that the the zero rb approach has then worked to be beneficial but uh, a little bit a little bit surprised at just how much uh, how much that percentage is i think so as well and then when you look at where we want to select our running back two, obviously your first opportunity would be round two right we look at that round two through round five range and your win rate is going to be 8.4 percent now again this is only looking at constructions where people have chosen running backs five running back or six running back it gets worse if you look at the overall numbers however if you wait on your running back two until round six through ten your win rate jumps up to ten percent your top six percentage jumps up to 55 percent we can see a similar dynamic with running back three if you draft your running back three in rounds three through five your win rate 7.5 percent and your top six percentage if you're playing that type of format dramatically falls into that 47 percent range definitely not what you're hoping for there whereas if you wait till round six through ten then your win rate is up at 9.5 percent top six percentage up above 53 so that works but i think the thing that might also surprise people is if you want to wait even much later it's also successful if you draft your running back three in rounds 11 through around 14 then your winning rate still hovers in that 9.2 percent range your top six percentage above 53 percent so what we're seeing is that drafting your running back at a later slot along the way functions really regardless of what you do up top 
right? The same thing true then, obviously, with your running back four. It may seem crazy to think that, okay, we can take him this late, but the best window for the running back four is rounds 12 through 16, where your win rate, 9.2%, again, a very nice top six percentage. Now, before we kind of get away from this discussion, I do want to mention that there is a way to go running back early and still have success, and that is to limit your total number of running backs, right? So if you take three running backs in the first four rounds and limit your team to a total of four, now this is something that a lot of people aren't comfortable with. They think, okay, well, I need to get that fifth running back. I need to get that sixth running back. I need to have some built-in safety there because what if my guy gets hurt? And the way that you really want to think about this is not so much, well, where is my safety? If your running backs get hurt, you're simply going to lose, right? And so if you're playing one or two teams, maybe that's not the way you want to do it at all. If you're playing 100 teams, then you're just simply not worried about those teams where the running backs get hurt. You need to limit it to four. Now, we take three running backs in the first four rounds and limit it to four total. Then our win percentage jumps up to 9.3%. And especially if you get eight, nine, or 10 wide receivers, then your win rate is going to be very good. So it's something where with most constructions, a seven wide receiver build will work. Not so much if you go with the three running backs early. You want to get up to eight or nine wide receivers. So it's very much the case that if you make that investment at running back early, you want to then transition to wide receiver and make sure you just hammer wide receiver, boom, 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 all the way through the draft. You get that built up so you have an opportunity to build in that wide receiver depth you need, attack your flex positions, and just when we talk about wide receiver being deep, it's only deep if you have enough. People underestimate the number of wide receivers they actually have, they actually need to get the benefits that they think they're going to get otherwise and simply don't. So one of the things I think listeners should do, it's a lot of fun. You can lose yourself uh, down the rabbit hole, uh, lose you know two, three, four, ten hours playing with the roster construction explorer but definitely do that definitely explore what's happened certainly look at 2019 which is going to be more running back favorable if you think that 2019 is going to be more or less exactly what happens again then yes running backs will work for you if you think the last three years maybe give you a little bit more of a sample go through a little bit more of the scenarios then you might be surprised at just how much you do want to emphasize the wide receiver position yeah exactly great advice there uh, running through it all sean uh, just in terms of overall i think this is obviously lesson number seven in the best ball workshop are we up to a lesson number eight or are we uh, still at a lesson number seven i just want to give the other ones a plug to make sure that the, the listeners have dived into those as well yeah so the uh, mfl 10 of death seven has just completed and the lesson eight We'll focus on that. I always like to go through and give a a full 20-round breakdown, talk about what I was thinking, what I wanted to do with my picks, how that fits into the lessons that have come before, and maybe even foreshadow a lesson that's coming in the future. Look at what some of the other owners did. Obviously, I love the guys in this draft. Have a ton of respect for these experts. It's always fun to draft against them. I want to see what they're doing, what they're thinking, kind of break down uh, their tactics a little bit. And then the next lesson will focus on wide receivers and there's a little bit again of a hint of this from my draft but there's an extreme wide receiver build that's actually been very successful and not just successful in 2015 
where we might think, okay, well, the running back apocalypse is going to be successful. And not just in 2017 and 2018, but even in 2019, where the running backs from those first four rounds, or again, McCaffrey, and then the guys from rounds three through four really performed extremely well. Even in that season, this wide receiver heavy build was extremely successful. So we have consistency through years. That's one of the things that I like to see when we pull up the roster construction explorer. If we know that a particular build is going to rely very heavily on just a handful of players. Now, maybe you don't mind that. If your build is going to rely on Travis Kelsey and you've got a lot of confidence in Travis Kelsey, then maybe you're not as concerned. You know, George Kittle, if you're going to go in and say, okay, I like these top tight ends. If they get injured, that's all right. I'll spread it between them. I'm not super worried about that. But just be aware of how consistent the builds are too. One of the things that is is so exciting about this is that it gives you a big advantage across seasons and across seasons that have different dynamics at play. That's one of the things that's been a theme today in Jack's work and talking about the different running back builds is how can you build a roster that's going to work in multiple seasons or what do we need to know about the specific season that will make our roster work in the season that we have coming? Obviously, your roster has to work for the season that you're about to have in front of you. We're going to see some really cool stuff with the Roster Construction Explorer in Lesson 9. Looking forward to that. And of course, that will be up on the Road of His website. So for all our loyal podcast listeners, you can get yourself a 10% discount to a one-year Road of His NFL subscription right now by applying the code 2020RVRADIO at checkout or by going to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for further information. Definitely worth grabbing yourself a bargain there if you haven't done so already. As always, drop us a written review on your favorite podcast app. It really helps us here on the podcast. And with that, it really is going to get us to the end of this edition of the show. We'll be back later in the week with another show breaking down uh, a range of fantasy football topics that are up on the website. And until then, um, my name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Joined as always by Sean Siegel, uh, one of the best in the business. Until we're back with that show later in the week, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime and Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.